2: Championships are rare. So if you're feeling bad about the Penguins getting blown out of the playoffs early, just keep in mind, you could go 30 or 40 more years without seeing them win a championship. I know that seems ridiculous, but it's very, not likely necessarily, but very possible. Just ask the Pirates. Um, Nobody thought when they were enjoying the 1979 World Series parade, nobody who was watching that go by, thought that they would be uh, going 40 years without seeing another one. Forty years. A 10-year-old kid who skipped school that day is 50 right now. And when the Steelers won their fourth Super Bowl in 1979, nobody thought they'd have to wait 25 years for another one. They don't come uh, every other year or every year. And when the Penguins won back-to-back Stanley Cups in 91-92, which was their first uh, and second Stanley Cups, um, Stanley Cup uh, championships since 1967. What's that, 25 years? Who thought they'd go 13 years before they won another one? And then the back-to-back cups the Penguins won are now uh, getting farther back in the rearview mirror, aren't they? And nobody should be assuming that they'll ever see Sidney Crosby in another Stanley Cup parade. It could happen as soon as next year, but he could be 50 years old before the Penguins win another one could be 60. I could be dead. That's, you know, that's not that far down the road. Meanwhile, the Pirates and the Steelers combined for six championships in nine seasons from 1971 to 1979. And Pitt uh, worked in a, a mythical, as, as mythical as it may be, but it was a national championship in football in 76. So that that decade was pretty good. Might have spoiled some people uh, who were living back in that area era. But here's the thing. It shouldn't just be about the championships uh it should always be about the ride uh and you know i was around for the 1960 pirates uh winning the world series i was a little kid and i can remember all the grown-ups talking about how it had been 33 years since the pirates won a pennant and that seemed to me like that was such a long time well it's been 40 years now since they've won one and um I'm old, and I was a little kid the last time that they went through that. But I so, but but the ride to the 1960 championship, the the season itself, for people who lived through it, who are now pretty old, uh, that was more exciting, or at least every bit as exciting as the actual World Series win, because it was something different the Pirates had never done before, hadn't done in our lifetime. My dad was um, in 1960; he would have been 40 years old, so uh, he he had uh, he was. A young, he was seven years old when they won their last one, so he had really no memory of them being in a World Series. So for people like him, it was a big deal. So it's it's the ride. There have been a lot of exciting, entertaining seasons for all the teams that didn't end in championships. The main thing is being in contention, thinking you have a shot. Now the Pirates have been a source of misery for the city for most of the last twenty-seven years since they won their last division championship, nineteen ninety-two, but. If you're a sports fan around here, you've had plenty of entertainment along the way in seasons that ended with a disappointing loss. That Penguin series that just ended was pretty ugly. The good news is that there'll be a contender next year, most likely, and you'll have an entertaining hockey team to watch on a Tuesday night in February when there's nothing else to do next year. That's all a good thing. And um, they might not win a championship next year. They probably won't. Most of the teams probably won't because only one will but you got to enjoy the ride you got to enjoy the fact that you have a player like Sidney Crosby to watch for for maybe several more years I actually think he's the guy who's who's going to still be playing uh at, at a high level when he's 38 39 40 years old he's one of those guys like Tiger Woods he's from another planet you should never count them out or expect normal things from him but um you know you'll have an entertaining hockey team to watch for a long time uh championships are nice but you can't you can't count on them and you can't uh, resent a team for not winning one the steelers we found out today by the way will be opening their season in new england on a sunday night uh and they'll get to watch the patriots fans celebrate their 6th super bowl which ties them with the steelers that won't be fun but if you're a Steelers fan, you'll go into the season with a realistic chance to win a division championship and go to the playoffs. So you should be able to enjoy the ride next year. They, they're probably not going to go to the Super Bowl. They're really probably not going to win it. They might, but probably not. So just enjoy it. Now, the Pirates are another story. Um, could be another 40 years before they win another championship. But the food's pretty good at PNC Park, and the view is really nice. So that's your sports wrap-up for today. How about that? When we come back, more serious stuff. We're going to laugh at Bernie and Beto, or as I like to call them, Bob. Stick around. That's when
3: spoke, was spoke. And
2: was with Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, Cobra. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in health care today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every health care provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so Prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60 percent which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Have you heard the crack of the bat? The cheers of the crowd? Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. This is John Stagerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see these stunning plans for the 9,500-square-foot playground and state-of-the-art ADA-compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi-level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax-deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties Entity.
3: Share. Like. Comment. Tweet. Are these foreign terms to your business? They may not be to your competition and the reason you're losing sales. Social media marketing is on the verge of dominating commerce. The right social media strategy can help you slay the competition and gain new customers. We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Your competition is already social. Catch them and surpass them. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We know how to make every digital dollar count towards sales success. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com, surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers.
0: Texting enrolls for recurring automated marketing text messages. Message and data rates may
2: apply. Texting privacy rules in terms of conditions at textrules.us. Has
4: dinner got you down? Sick of awful frozen meals or unhealthy fast food? Don't despair because Martha Stewart is doing a free taste test, giving away three full-size meals from her new meal kit delivery service, Martha and Marley Spoon. All fresh ingredients with Martha's delicious and easy recipes. You're eating in just 30 minutes. To be part of Martha's at-home taste test and get three. Three free meals, be one of the first hundred people to text the word fresh to 246810. It's so easy. Text us now. Martha and Marley's spoon meals are easy, simple, and delicious. And right now, Martha wants you to enjoy three of her best 30 minute meals for free so you can save time and enjoy eating dinner again. To be part of Martha's at home taste test and get your three free meals, be one of the first hundred people to text fresh to 246810. That's fresh to 246810. Fresh to 2, 4, 6, 8, 10.
0: This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250.
2: The answer. So, uh, before we get to making fun of uh, Bernie and Bob, I, another little sports note here. Um, Andrea Yearwood and Terry Miller have been selected co recipients of the 2019 Bob Casey Courage Award by the Connecticut Sports Writers Alliance. I thought you'd like to know that. Why should you care about that? Well, um, Miller and Yearwood will be honored. Well, they they uh, both juniors. Uh, they won uh, individual Connecticut State Track Championships in multiple sprint events. Uh, Miller, who uh, previously attended Hartford's Buckley High School, recently won New England Indoor Track Championships in the fifty-five and three hundred meters. Now, the interesting thing is, or the actually the nauseating thing is, is that they are. Uh, they've won in girls' competition, and they are males. They're boys. They're transgender girls, but they've just been kicking butt in the in the track uh, competition up in Connecticut, and it's been a big deal all over the country. And uh, most people with a brain think it's stupid, unless you're so um, uh, so blinded by your um, desire to be woke. That you have to just accept the fact that two boys can show up and race against girls and win, and then be celebrated as though they were courageous for doing it. How's that courageous? It'd be a lot more courageous if a, two actual girls went and competed against actual boys and won, and and you know like accepted that challenge and ended up winning. But uh, they, they that's who they that's who this uh, group gave their Bob Casey. Courage Award, uh, the Connecticut Sports Writers Alliance, and um, it's uh, the girls have brought national attention and support of all high school athletes' right to respect and inclusion, including an appearance on ABC's Good Morning America. Of course, they were on Good Morning America, uh, and this this was written by uh, where did this this come from? Connecticut, Hartford, something uh, I don't know what, what I don't know what the uh, what what the media outlet is that wrote this, but. Uh, They're obviously in agreement with these two boys getting a courage award for having the courage to go out and run against girls who have no chance to beat them. None. So, I mean, how much courage does it would take courage if it was boys racing against girls with a chance to lose? Because you would think that would be a little bit more humiliating. You went out and raced against girls and you lost. But they know that they have no chance of losing. And they're going to win and set records, which they've done. And, and also what they've done in the process is they've uh, prevented girls who've worked really hard from going to regional uh, events for the, in the state, for the state championship, or actually from the state championship by not winning or not finishing in the top two. They were prevented from going to regionals where they are seen by uh, track coaches, who would uh, might be willing to give them a scholarship? That's what happens when these boys raced against them and beat them. So uh, I just want to let you know. You should be happy to hear that they won a courage award for racing against girls. If that doesn't make you want to puke, I don't know what does. But now, on to Bernie and Beto. Now, I like to call them Bob O'Rourke. Now you uh, you've heard you've heard um, about uh, that Bernie Sanders and Bob O'Rourke care about you deeply because they care deeply about everybody especially if you're the little guy and they want to take money from those evil rich people and those evil rich uh, corporations and spread it around you know they want to force them to be more charitable with all that money they have they both they both want to raise taxes They hate the Trump tax cuts. And Bernie, who we found out is one of those evil millionaires now from his sale of his uh, nice book, which tells you how evil millionaires are, Uh, he had some trouble answering Martha McCallum and Brett Baer of Fox News uh, Monday night at his town hall when he was asked about his taxes.
4: That's fine, but I'm asking you about the wealthy and how much higher you would make it. You said you you don't agree with 70%. What would your number be?
3: In the campaign in 2016, we talked about 52%.
4: All right, so 52%. So would you be willing to pay 52% on the money that you made? You can volunteer. You can send a check. Well, you
3: can volunteer, too. We have a...
4: But (laughs) you suggested that everybody.
3: Martha, why don't you give? You make more money than I do. Well, why I don't you I give? I didn't
4: suggest a wealth tax. And
3: she's not running for president. All right, but we're going to fight for a wealth tax. And we're going to demand that we end the absurdity. we major corporation after major corporation. You know what? Know, in, but this I'm tax bill, taxes in this right now, tax bill that you are defending, families like the Koch brothers get billions and billions of money. dollars in savings. That is absurd. Trump wants to repeal the entire estate tax. Huge tax breaks
2: for billionaires. So he never did answer the question. And uh, he noticed that he didn't say that he would volunteer to pay 52, because you can do that, you know. If you're that much of an idiot and you want to send the government and people like Bernie Sanders who will waste it and spending it spend it on fraudulent, wasteful government programs, you can... Or you could have, I guess, before April 15th, you could have just, uh, just volunteered to send 52% of your earnings uh, to uh, the government. But uh, think about that, 52% for a minute. And remember that that doesn't include state taxes or Social Security and medical ta- Medicare taxes, which are also income taxes, by the way. Uh, this guy, uh, I think someone, anybody should have to, this, this guy, Bernie, thinks that somebody should have to work more than six months out of the year just to pay the government so you should get up in the morning you know think about those mornings when you get up in january the middle of january christmas is over you got all those bills to pay it's uh, you know not even snowing let's just say it's sleet like freezing rain and you're walking out to, you're, you're getting in your car you're maybe if your car's kept outside you're scraping your windows and you know that when you go out there that you're going to be working until June to pay your taxes. You're, you're on your way to work for the only reason the only reason you're going is to pay your taxes. Just think about that for a minute. And they, somebody thinks that's fair in the way it should be. So uh, that's six months. But what about uh, Bernie and Bob work when it comes to voluntarily giving to charity? Well, uh, someone at the Federalist, uh, her name is um, Wolf. I think, what did I say her name was? Liz Wolf, I think. Uh, Last night, uh, it was actually, she's reporting on what the Washington Post reported. The O'Rourke's tax returns came out. Bob uh, O'Rourke, and they made $370,000 in 2017. Doesn't say how. That's a lot of money. Uh, I don't know what he did for that. But he paid $1,166 of that to charity. That makes his charitable giving less than one third of one percent. That's that, that's like that's one thousand one hundred sixty six dollars, that's like what three bucks a day, five four bucks a day. Um, other candidates who claim conservatives are the truly greedy ones and deserve to be smited for their fiscal sins don't stack up much better. It says here, Bernie. How about Bernie? He gave 3% of what he made, of his $566,000 that he and his wife made. His wife, by the way, got paid a golden parachute after she uh, started a college somewhere up in New England, in, in Vermont, I think it was, and it went right down the toilet. And she arranged to get like a $250,000 severance pay as she was walking out the door, uh, something like that. Uh, but Bernie, uh, they gave uh, 3% of their five hundred and sixty-six dollars now here's what O'Rourke said I was looking for the I couldn 't find it and when they asked him about it a, 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 a college student said um, that uh, she said she makes less money than he does she said at a town hall uh, at University of Virginia a student asked Beto O 'Rourke why her sister a recent college graduate makes much less money than he does but has donated more to charity than the amount that he reported. And he said, I've served in, when I'm saying this, I should be waving my arms around like an idiot, because I'm sure he was when he said this. I've served in public office since 2005. I do my best to contribute to the success of my community, of my, this is just, what, just BS. Just best to contribute to the success of my community, of my state, and now of my country. There are ways that I do this that are measurable, and there are ways that I do this that are immeasurable. There are charities that we donate to that we've recorded and itemized, others that we have donated to that we have not. But I will tell you, I'm doing everything that I can right now, spending this time with you, not with our kiddos. Not back home in El Paso, because I want to sacrifice everything to make sure that we meet this moment of truth with everything that we've got. You talk about wanting to throw up. That's that's what what, uh, Bob O'Rourke had to say when he was asked about it. So what about Kamala Harris um, and her husband? They made close to $2 million in 2018. And uh, they gave twenty seven thousand dollars to charity. Uh, I mean, that's a nice chunk of money to charity, but it's one point four percent. And um, and then there's Elizabeth Warren, uh, and her husband. They made just shy of one million dollars, and they they donated five percent. So, what's that? Five percent, like fifty thousand bucks? Twenty percent? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Um, but uh, they've been demonizing millionaires also, and they are also millionaires, obviously. Um, and, they are so, they, and they are among the 1%, the wealthiest people in America. Jay Inslee, he's the guy who's running on the climate change. Uh, just the whole, this whole thing is about climate change, and that's what he's going to do something about that if he's elected president. You've probably never heard of him. Uh, of course, he's never heard of you either. But he's, he's um, a Democrat from Washington, and he gave 4% and Senator, Senator Amy Kobucker I can never remember how to pronounce her name I think that's it um, she gave less than 2% she's a Democrat from Minnesota and then there's Kirsten Gillibrand from New York she gave less than 2% um, that's, that's a lot of people there making a lot of money not giving a lot of it to charity and these are people who this is the way they think and these are people who are if they're not actually admitting to being socialist. They're not denying that they like socialism, and they're not out there actually speaking against the New Green Deal, the Green New Deal, I mean. they are. These people are actual, um, you know, they're, 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 their plan is to take more money from you and give it to other people. Not their own money. They want to give your money to other people to show how wonderful they are, so that those people who they give their money to will then vote for them, and they'll become in power, and having control over your life. So just keep that in mind. Um, but Arthur Brooks uh, wrote a book. I tried to get him on today. He was too busy. He's out running another book, I guess. But uh, he, he wrote a book back uh, in 2015, The Conservative Heart, and it, he just found out with his uh, research that uh, households headed by a conservative give an average of 30% more dollars to charity than households headed by a liberal this discrepancy is not an artifact of income differences. On the contrary, the average liberal family earns an average of 6% more per year than the average conservative family, yet still gives less away. So uh, that's what you got. Uh, there's your um, there's your candidates who are just so deeply concerned for you and for the, the downtrodden out there and just everybody who's... Has their hand out, and they're just willing to give them whatever they can, as long as it doesn't come from their own pockets. They're willing to do it, and uh, and and they and they're perfectly happy to take credit for it, for taking your money and giving it to somebody else, which, by the way, is theft. Now, when we come back, uh, I've always been a big fan of the. Uh, I've always hated the income tax, not just because it's the income tax, but I I, I think it's just not it just it's not a good idea uh because i don't think the government should have anything to any knowledge of how much you make it's none of their business of how much how much you make or how much you have and when we come back we're going to have a guy who's been pushing that idea for a long time uh and he, he would like to have a national sales tax replace the federal income tax and um his name is steve hayes and after we take this break uh he'll be here and and uh, we're going to ask him about this. And I, I'd like to find, I'm gonna, I find out how far along this has come because it's been around for a while. And I wonder if it's getting any traction. Actually, Mike Huckabee back in 2016 was pushing it, but it, very few people paid attention to it. But we will talk to Steve Hayes, who's interested in a fair tax for everybody, when we come back right here on the John Steigerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Stick around.
5: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Republicans have been using the recent tax filing deadline to talk about the many economic benefits of their 2017 tax overhaul.
3: South Carolina Senator Tim Scott says his Opportunity Zone legislation has lured companies to invest big money. In areas where they were unwilling to take a second look at because now the incentive is good enough. All, he says, with no new taxes or bureaucrats. These are private sector dollars being deployed in some of the most distressed communities. Scott noting that some 8,000 opportunity zones have been established. Bob Agnew reporting.
2: Colorado Governor Jared Polly says that he and all the state's parents are hugging their children a little tighter after a young Florida woman obsessed with the 1999 Columbine attack was found dead. On Wall Street, the dot on by three points that Nasdaq dropped four. This is SRN News. Hey, I'm Andy.
1: If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3366 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3366. Enjoy! Hugh Hewitt explains the crisis on our southern border.
2: So the Congress passed, but neither Bush nor Obama nor Trump have finished uh, 700 miles of authorized fencing. It
5: looks like the country's open.
2: The problem, it's Central America and Venezuela uh, exploding with economic migrants. They think that life is better in the United States, and you know what? They're right. The Hugh Hewitt Show,
0: weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 on AM 1250. The Answer.
4: Are you tired of your old and drafty windows and doors? Pella offers three lines of vinyl, a fiberglass product, and various lines of wood. So we have gorgeous new windows and doors to fit your needs and any budget. You deserve Pella quality. And for a limited time, get 50% off installation and 12 months, no payments, no interest. Yeah, we can do that. Call 855-77-PELLA. We'll come to you. Pellapittsburgh.com.
5: Hurt in an accident? I can't help you. But if you've invented a new product improved an existing device, or need help registering a trademark, call me, attorney Gary Topoloski, at 877-5-PATENT. I've been helping clients protect their ideas for nearly 35 years. Email me at patentlawyerpittsburgh.com. Ask about my discounts for veterans and seniors. 877-572-8368. Now's the time to pursue your dreams, but let's protect them first. Hurt in an accident? I can't help you. But if you've invented a new product... Improved an existing device or need help registering a trademark call me attorney Gary Topolowski at 8775patent i've been helping clients protect their ideas for nearly 35 years email me at patentlawyerpittsburgh.com ask about my discounts for veterans and seniors 877572 8368. Now's the time to pursue your dreams, but let's protect them first. You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own
0: boss? Owning your own Farmers Insurance Agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experienced business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing.
3: We are farmers bum 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 bum,
0: bum. The market goes up and the market goes down. But one thing remains the same. Record low unemployment means there are still more job openings than people to fill them. And that means you have leverage. They're vying for your attention at AM 1250's virtual job fair. Visit theanswerpgh.com slash virtual for great local companies ready to offer you an employment upgrade. Isn't it time you got a raise? The virtual job fair, where many are called, but you are chosen. At theanswerpgh.com slash virtual. Stop in traffic? We've got the answer.
4: Plenty of volume delays out there. On 79, we've also got an accident causing a big jam up northbound from Grand Avenue up to 910. On the Parkway West, really heavy inbound Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. And you're stacking up outbound Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie Parkway East. That's busy on the outbound side from Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Parkway North slows down outbound past Mountain Lear Road overpass up to 79. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250. The answer. Weather.
4: Some clouds around four tonight, but quite mild. The low 56 for tomorrow, clouds and intervals of sunshine, breezy and very warm highs will be nearing 80 degrees for tomorrow. Will turn out cloudy tomorrow night, a couple of showers toward daybreak, low 62, then periods of rain and a thunderstorm for Friday, a cooler day, high 68 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Middle.
0: You're listening to the John Stagerwall Show on AM 1250. The answer
2: as I said before the break, I've hated the income tax for a long time, and not for the same reason that everybody hates taxes. Uh, I think it just doesn't fit in what's supposed to be a free country. It took a constitutional amendment to create a federal income tax because the founders... Uh, when they wrote the Constitution, obviously didn't believe how much money you make or have should be any of the government's business. I've been a big fan of the idea of a national sales tax for a long time. Uh, So has Steve Hayes. He's the president and chairman of Americans for Fair Taxation. He joins us now. Steve, thanks for being here. John, it's delightful to be with you again. Thank you. So how would you make it more fair? I would take the present
6: way we fund the government and that's really what we're talking about with the income tax with the social security medicare tax the payroll tax uh, excise taxes the estate tax tax and i would say let's throw all those away those are very inefficient ways of raising money for government costly ways of raising money for government and let's fund government through a national retail sales tax called the fair tax, it'd be 23%. We would have a tax credit slash prebate in to allow all spending for a family up to the poverty level as determined by the U.S. government to be exempt from the fair tax. As an example, a family of four would be able to make purchases of $32,000 a year and not have to pay any fair tax,
2: but they was. Let me so, interrupt there for a second, Steve. So what, what, yeah. what they would they would get a what you called a prebate, which is the opposite of a rebate. They would right. get that money before um, they had had to pay any taxes. So
6: that's exactly right. Unlike the earned income credit and some of the other credits, where you only get them after you file a year later, uh-huh. with the prebate, you would receive a check in your account not a check but a deposit in your account every month or on a credit card you set it up that would equal the amount of tax you would pay and let's use the example a family of four making 2500 a month about 650 a month would come in you'd have it in your account when you go out and spend that 2500 assuming you spend it on new goods and services you would have the tax already in your account so you would basically be able to purchase those goods and not pay any additional fair tax. If you bought more than twenty five hundred, then you would pay the fair tax on the additional amount.
2: Right. So that and so that takes care of uh, the argument that it would. This would mostly hurt the poor, which is the argument well, against anything like this.
6: Well, it, it is, and actually, it gets rid of the most regressive, harmful taxes on lower income people, and that's the payroll tax and the Medicare tax because. If you look at it, it starts at dollar one of your earnings. It doesn't matter whether you have five kids or no kids or any number of children. It starts and it goes from dollar one all the way up to one hundred and twenty thousand, and then it cuts off. So, by their definition of regressive, it is incredibly regressive.
2: And it's fifteen percent, so, correct? Uh, that, that you sorry? pay fifteen percent combined with the employer and payroll well, tax is
6: yes, 15.3 but as an example I was going to say let's take that same $30,000 a year family of four mm-hmm. under the present system assuming they were employees of a company or they were had an employee of a company you would pay 7.65% of 30,000 or about $2200 in payroll tax that would be deducted from the 30 so they would start off under twenty eight thousand of spendable income, whereas under the fair tax, the fair tax, they would have their full thirty thousand to be spending. Plus there's nobody that can argue that prices are going to come down some. How much? I don't know, but when you take the component of the price that's attributed to the income tax and the seven point six five percent that employers have to pay for their employees' Social Security, you take those out. And prices are going to come down, some people say 10 to 15%, some people say more. It probably will vary across the industries. But you've got an opportunity to you make the decision because any time you're taxed, just like that example of the payroll tax, the consumption that that family of four had under the fair tax is a full 30000 Under the present system, it's under 28000 because all taxes take away from our ability to consume. It's a question of where you'd levy the tax. Do you do it prior to consumption, like the income payroll tax, or do you do it at the point of consumption, which is a sales tax?
2: Well, the argument I always get when I uh, sell people how much I love the idea of a sales tax, or, or first of all, of getting rid of the income tax – is that yeah? You get rid of the income tax. How are you going to pay for anything? How are you going to pay for the military? How are you going to how are you going to pay for the fire department? They think everything's involved in your income tax. The fire department, the police, the uh, everything. Uh, and so, you. What's your answer to that?
3: Well,
6: the answer is again, we are not addressing. And this is sometimes a criticism I get in meetings where I talk about this. We're not addressing the spending side of government. That's a totally separate issue. The government will spend the money that. It's they vote to spend and that we elect representatives who vote to spend. However, what we are changing is the way government collects income. I mean, how much more inefficient can you be when you've got a system which requires, you know, 180 million tax returns, which requires all of us to keep records of our earnings and anything that we spend and where they can come in and make a change in Washington at any point and dramatically affect our lives because they can say, Well, you've been taking that exemption for your children, John. You can't have it anymore because your income's too high. So suddenly you end up paying another four or five thousand dollars in tax that you weren't paying, and there goes four hundred a month that you had budgeted for family matters they control. Get rid of all that get rid of all the prices and built in, get rid of the incentive that the income tax gives to have jobs move overseas because when companies send things to us, they get to send a net of their value-added taxes. When we send things to them today, we have to send them including our corporate taxes and our income taxes. So our prices are maybe 20% higher than their prices. So when they come over here to compete, we don't tax them. So they have a built-in advantage of anywhere from really 18 to 28% of our products. Let's reverse that. Let's get rid of that bias, and let's make it so that we are able to compete on the same basis as everyone else. And it's going to make a tremendous difference in why people want to have jobs or create companies here that create jobs in the U.S. because they no longer are disincentivized to do it by our tax system.
2: And the thing is, you know, when somebody hears 23% sales tax, the people panic. But what they don't <laughs> understand is that the people are so used to take-home pay, which is a, yes. a nauseating thing to even have to uh, have in your life. Um, it's your pay, but you don't get to take it home because the government takes it before you even see it. So you get home with your if you're making if say you're making fifty two thousand dollars a year, when you get home uh every week, you have there's no take home pay, you have one thousand dollars. And yeah. you will be taxed based on how much of that money you decide to spend, and the government will have nothing to say about it. Who wouldn't That's be exactly in favor right. of that?
6: No, I think it's totally true. And what most people don't realize, they say, Wait a minute, Steve. You're talking about a tax that would apply to everything. There's no sales tax on food. And I say, wait a minute. Your point, John, is that when you get your pay, how much did you have to earn to net that dollar you went and spent on that roll? You had to probably make a dollar twenty, a dollar twenty five, or in some cases higher, depending on your state and local taxes and your own income tax. Right. And so basically what we're saying is We're shifting it around. We're not taxing you before you consume. We're not assuming everybody is the same. We're saying that John may spend money differently than Steve. And if so, if John spends more money, John's going to pay more tax. What is wrong with that concept,
2: And, of course, if I go out and buy a $250,000 Lamborghini, I'm going to pay 23% on that.
6: Absolutely, you're going to pay the tax. Or, another example... If you and I go car shopping and you say, look, I'm going to buy that new $50,000 Mercedes. I say, oh, I've been saving for a Mercedes all my life, but I'm going to buy the one over there for 40000 that used. Uh-huh. All right. I'm not going to pay sales tax. You're going to pay fair tax because it's only on new purchases. We only tax it once. Oh. Unlike today. Unlike today. Or we tax it every time it moves, okay? We only tax it once. So, so if
2: I buy a used we, car, I would not pay any, ta- any sales tax on it.
6: That's right. That's right. So, and if you're you like, you know, my kids when they had my grandchildren, they just would laugh at me if I bought new toys and things because you can get all these for <laughs> yeah. 20 cents on the dollar at a garage sale. Yeah. And, and if I go buy them at a garage sale, I'm not going to pay sales tax. They're used, so why I do I go they... buy them at Walmart? I got to pay sales tax. So why, you know, yeah. tax.
2: Why do the swamp creatures in Washington recoil at the idea of this?
6: <laughs> because the income tax, the payroll tax system, it gives them enormous control because they can threaten you and me. If you're not nice to us, we're going to change it and we're going to let you keep less of your money. To use to consume. Number one, it gives them more control. Number two, they get an incredible amount of money flowing into them by interests who are trying to protect their quote niche, you know, from corporations, from people like the Koch brothers who you you associate with conservative ideas. Mm -hmm. They spend an enormous amount of money trying to be sure that imports were taxed because they have a lot of imports. Well. They're spending all this money with the lobbyists. The lobbyists get all this money. They buy, they're the ones that buy the tables at all the fundraisers for <laughs> the members of Congress, you know, that, that do what they're supposed to do. And so money shared with the members of Congress that helps them get reelected. The staff members get rewarded if they make things very complicated, and the income tax is certainly that, because once they leave their staff position with a member, they go and make three or four times what they were making with a lobbying firm that's trying to sell their services to help you understand the morass that they created with yeah. their tax legislation. So, so I mean, they, it's so just they, a they, winding door.
2: They, so it's a circle that you uh, – and they, they create a complicated system and then make money showing you how to work the complicated system.
6: They do that. And the other thing, too, John, which I think is really under reviewed, but I think it's really important. You wonder why, and I've talked to the Chamber of Commerce, I've talked to other groups, you know, in DC, and why they're not really behind the fair tax, you know, getting rid of this complicated income tax. One is they've got a whole built in hierarchy of people that make their living off doing it for the corporations, but two, All of these insane regulations that come out, and I say insane because a lot of them contradict each other almost, a company that's as big as Walmart really can confront and handle it. They've got hundreds of tax attorneys and tax specialists, but people like you and I that have a small business, it's a huge burden for us. So in a way, it's allowing them to protect their fiefdoms more because if you're not certain size you don't have the infrastructure to handle the tax code when it relates to getting things that compete with them. So, And I don't think that's a small portion of why they keep their mouth shut. Yes, they do get a benefit. But I've sat with them and I've showed them that they would actually benefit more. (laughs) Bottom line, if the fair tax went in and they acknowledge and they say thank you and all that, but it doesn't move them, and again, it's partly because of this built-in group of people protecting their own interests by doing tax work. But it's also that all these regulations, all these tax situations, limit the ability of others to compete with
2: them. Hey, Steve, I got about 30 seconds. Just uh, uh, can you tell me uh, where, what's the chances of make, getting some movement on this?
6: I think we've got a wonderful chance if Trump gets reelected because he hates the present system he said very good things about the fair tax if people want to get more information they should go to fairtax.org and they can sign up they can get information and we're going to have some real fun i think next year with him running because this is the president if he's reelected, elected who's going to shake up the swamp even more
2: i hope so hey steve uh, good job on you uh, trying to shake up the swamp and i i'm rooting for you up here thanks
6: Don, I I love it very much that you had me on, and I appreciate it. Thank you.
2: All right, thank you. That's Steve Hayes. He's the president and chairman of Americans for Fair Taxation. Check it out at uh, fairtax.org. And just keep in mind that there's no way on this earth James Madison, who wrote the Constitution or was primarily responsible for it, would have ever considered having the federal government have any idea how much money you make or have. We'll be right back. Because
4: I'm the tax man.
2: Have you heard the crack of the bat, the cheers of the crowd? Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. This is John Sagerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see these stunning plans for the 9,500-square-foot playground and state-of-the-art ADA-compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi-level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax-deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties Entity. The following statements have not been evaluated by
0: the FDA. Amberin trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonial is based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. Nielsen USXAOC 52 weeks dollar sales.
3: Hot flashes, night sweats, low energy. I had all those menopause symptoms. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton. As an athlete and winner of gold back in 1984, I've always cared about what I put in my body. That's why for menopause relief, I
1: choose Amberin. Amberin safely relieves 12 menopause symptoms by helping to restore your hormonal balance. Amberin is 100% drug free and estrogen-free.
4: Amberin is America's number one menopause relief supplement in dollar sales. I like the fact that Amberin is clinically tested, safe, and effective. Thanks to Amberin, my
3: fear of hot flashes is gone. My sheets aren't soaked every night, and my energy
1: is back. Give Amberin a try and see what it can do for you. It works. It really works. Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and other fine retailers nationwide and get Amberin today. Hey, I'm Andy.
2: enjoy. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up and unfortunately we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax friendly, stable, and worry free. Oh, and speak Speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show
0: on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer.
2: Welcome back. As well, let you know, I will not be here the next two days. Um, I'll be taking some time off for the holiday weekend. Hope you have a happy Easter. Uh, you'll be able to hear the uh, America First show with Sebastian Gorka in this spot uh, Thursday and Friday. I'll be back on uh, Monday. So uh, just before I finish up here for the week for me, uh, I guess I should keep you up to date on what's happening with CNN because their ratings are in the toilet, which is always nice to hear. They have really tanked uh, since the Mueller report came out and didn't have um, uh, President Trump being frog walked out of the White House in handcuffs. Uh, and there, and tomorrow the the, um, the the Mueller report comes out, as you probably know. Um, but they they have spent two years just doing almost nothing but talking about how Donald Trump colluded with the Russians and then obstructed justice and how he's going to be impeached and how this and that uh, was a bombshell. Uh, Every other day they had a bombshell report that just signaled the end of Donald Trump and uh, he's still there and he's still there and they're almost not still there. Uh, From April 8th to the 12th, they averaged an audience of 690,000 people and over uh, only 180,000 in the key 25 to 54 range. Um, And MSNBC... uh, uh, NBC... Uh, averaged 1.6 million with 249,000 in that demographic. Fox beat CNN and MSNBC combined. Fox had 2,438,000 and 394,000 in that demographic. So they had um, uh, 690,000 compared to Fox's 2,438,000, and CNN finished 15th behind the Home and Garden Network and TBS and who knows what else. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Aaron for helping out this week, and I'll see you on Monday. Happy Easter. The John Wall Show is a
0: production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.